Hey guys, and welcome to Awe Stories. I'm your host, Amy Green. On each episode, we share conversations of self-discovery and transformation with people stepping into being heroes of their own lives. I hope you leave feeling inspired and motivated in your own journey of self-discovery and continue to seek and find moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Hey guys, I am so excited for this episode of Awe Stories. Thank you for joining us today. We are talking to Zoe from Exhale to Inhale. She's the founder of the business, which provides trauma-informed yoga services to survivors all around New York City. What beautiful and such needed work in this world. As always, you can find our show notes, resources, and links on our website at www.abreathoffreshawe.com. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, Zoe, and thanks so much for joining our show, Awe Stories, today. Thanks so much for having me. We are so thrilled to have you on our show today. I know our listeners are going to find so much value in all the work that you do and cannot wait to share this. Would you mind telling us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so my name is Zoe LePage. I live in New York City. I am the founder of Exhale to Inhale. We bring trauma-informed yoga to survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. What a beautiful offering to this world. How did you get started in this field? Yeah, so it's, um, as with everything, it was a journey. So I had been practicing yoga in a gap year between high school and college. I took a year off after quitting ballet to figure out who I was if I wasn't a dancer. And in that gap, in that void, I found yoga. And I quickly realized that for me, yoga was much more than just stretching and strengthening my body. I found a sense of peace. I was actually able to be in my body. Um, so, I, so I was called to yoga at, you know, at 18. And then a year later, I started to teach yoga on campus and was just amazed by the connection I was able to have with my students and the transformations I saw in them. And then fast forward a couple more years, um, as part of a school project, I was asked to create a social action project. They taught us how to be leaders and then asked us to go affect change in the world. And I knew I wanted to do something with yoga. And so I started to, to piece together Exhale to Inhale. Um, it was driven largely from me wanting to do something around the issue of domestic violence and sexual assault. I have a family member who's a survivor and a few friends during college who were survivors of sexual assault. So I wanted to create the program that I wished these women had had. It's truly amazing that you've turned such painful and tough experiences Mm -hmm. for your friends and family members into life's meaningful work. Could you paint a picture for us of what it looked like before you practiced yoga? Yeah. Um, So I was a young ballet dancer, right? So I was constantly striving to have my body look a certain way, right? Get my leg a bit higher, my muscles stronger. Um, 
you know, I had fallen into an eating disorder. I was controlling what I would eat, what I wouldn't eat. And I would say my whole world, my whole being was wrapped up in fighting against my body. Um, I was working too hard. I was taking every, like even high school, I was taking everything so seriously. And once I started practicing yoga, the first thing I remember saying to myself was, wow, this actually feels good on my body, good in my body. That must have been such a powerful moment to just really befriend your body. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a journey, right? I think that, like with everything, it's not something you ever completely arrive at. It's a process, and I'm still I'm still on that journey of healing and befriending my body. But um, yeah, those first few times on my yoga mat, it gave me something that I didn't even know I needed. What about the practice lets you step into your body more? I think the the breath work was huge. The combination of movement with breath. Um, right, slowing you or slowing myself down. I'm someone who operates at a million miles an hour. So the idea of linking movement with breath was huge. I think also for me, it's a yoga practice. It's not a yoga performance. And so even that concept of it's not about looking a certain way when you're on your yoga mat. It's about dropping into the physical sensation. What does this feel like? Um, that that was huge. And to be honest, I think, you know, as I've gotten more in, involved in the trauma-informed world, in particular working with Exhale to Inhale, that's grown exponentially. Really, it's changed how I see the yoga practice even more. And how did it help you step into those feelings more? Because I can imagine as a dancer, um, probably being taught to not ignore, but just pass through or push into those feelings of pain or discomfort that your body was saying, hey, pay attention, listen. Um, And then with yoga, this different experience of being with it and feeling safe in that. How did that occur and what did that feel like for you? You know, to be honest, it's not always comfortable, right? To be in your body is not always comfortable. And I think that's one thing, again, over the last 10 years practicing yoga, it's it's revealed itself layer upon layer. I think even in the yoga world, to be honest, we can – we can fool ourselves into thinking like yoga always feels so great and it always feels in to be so great to be in my body. But um, as my yoga practice has evolved, I've learned to stay with sensation and see what comes up with that sensation and acknowledge that, you know, it's not always easy to be in this moment, to be in this body, but how can I, how can I support myself around that? And for me, that's something that, that feels like a gift from my yoga practice. And it's something that I can take with me off the mat and into the world. And 
you know, use that in daily life when I'm in a moment like, ooh, this doesn't feel uncomfortable, but can I stay with myself and can I support myself through this moment? I love that. Off the mat and into the world. How do you practice when you fall off your practices? So um, knowing that these practices that we have, we sometimes lose in our daily life or we fall away from because life happens, right? So how do you get back on track and what allows you to begin to notice again? Yeah, so um, it's tricky, right? And I've gone through different... Over the last 10 years, I've gone through different um, iterations of it. You know, there was a time, I feel like, in the early days where I was actually rigid about my yoga practice. And it was something that was on my to-do list and I had to do it every day and it had to be 110% or it didn't count at all. Um, And I found that that was actually just a different way of punishing myself. And so... Now I'm at a place where I try to make it accessible. You know, I actually, I don't practice yoga every day. I do try to meditate every day, but I try to make it an accessible meditation for myself. And I try to come at it from the perspective of this isn't just another thing to do. This is not just another thing to cross off the list. This is my time. This is a gift to myself and, you know, really bring into my mind how it makes me feel after. Um, Then it feels like a privilege to sit down and meditate rather than, oh, I have to go do this thing now. Um, But in terms of what you asked about, you know, when you fall off, that's actually such a practice to have compassion for myself, right? If I miss a day rather than beating myself up, can I say, oh, Zoe, like, okay, you didn't meditate yesterday. Like, okay, let's try to do it tomorrow. And those moments where you feel like you're not meeting your standard, whatever your standard is, that's that's an opportunity to really use your practice, right? And to really have some love and compassion and understanding for yourself. And then just take the next right action. So true. And so needed in our world, compassion. The loving kindness practice is something that I return to again and again on meta meditation of just stepping into that space of compassion when sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, and especially for yourself, right? If you're if you're not if you don't have love and you don't have compassion for yourself, you know, you've really gotta think how much are you really able to give that to to anyone else. Yeah, so true. You talked about trauma-informed yoga. Share with us more about what that is and the power of that and why you sought training and your whole entire business, right? Exhale to Inhale is all about offering that type of yoga to survivors. Yeah. It's, it's been a journey learning about trauma-informed yoga and coming up with a methodology for Exhale to Inhale's trauma-informed yoga. Um, You know, it's interesting, exhale to inhale and the style of yoga that we teach really came from an intuitive sense that I had, you know, that yoga could help survivors get back into their bodies, help them reclaim their strength, their worthiness, um, and, and help 
them empower survivors to heal. I didn't know that anyone was doing this. <laughs> so it, it's really, it's over the last four years since I founded Exhale to Inhale, it's been, it's been a process of, of learning and refining. Um, but trauma-informed yoga is, I would say, very different from your typical yoga class. Um, I often say a typical yoga teacher can be quite bossy. They're telling you when to inhale, when to exhale, where to put your knee, where to put your arm, push harder, push more, you know. In trauma-informed yoga, we really ask our students to be in their own bodies and make choices for themselves. So we say slow is fast and less is more, right? So the whole practice could be done from a chair. If you can breathe, you can do trauma-informed yoga. Our exhale to inhale methodology is based on choice making, simplicity, and safety. So we're asking our students to, or rather we're inviting our students to try things with their bodies, reminding them that it's always up to them whether they want to or not. And then once they make a choice, asking them to track sensation. What did that feel like? And you know, knowing that they can always choose again. And knowing that whatever sensations arise, like they're not doing it wrong. Yoga, as I said earlier, yoga doesn't always feel delicious and gooey and great, right? Like it can be uncomfortable at times. But helping students learn how to use their breath, use, track sensation in the room uh, to, to stay with themselves. What a beautiful offering. And I love what you said, slow is fast and less is more, which is such a opposite of what is offered in our society and our culture as what is uh, sought after, right? Like move, do more, push more, like achieve. Success is all through the fast, who can do it best, who can do it, you know, biggest and... Um, your, what you're teaching is actually the total opposite of that and teaching to be in your body moving at a pace that is perfect for you. It's so beautiful. So where have these practices brought people? What um, I don't know if you have a particular story that you love to share, but I would love to hear how these practices have allowed others to step into their power to reclaim their truth, to feel connected to themselves again in a safe way? There's so many stories and there's, you know, these are the stories that I, that I survive off of, right? So this work is not easy. Um, running a nonprofit, uh, bringing trauma-informed yoga is, it's not easy work, but when I stop and review the, anecdotes that we're collecting I'm reminded of okay this matters this is helping women empower themselves to heal um, and we really see the benefits of this practice on every level so you know on the physical level we had one student who her first couple of times coming to class she was walking with a cane from an injury she had sustained from her abuse 
And after a month or so of practicing yoga, she didn't need her cane anymore. We had one student who came to the yoga class and then when she came back the following week, she told the instructor that she had slept through her alarm the day after yoga, right? And as much as, you know, I'm sorry that she was late for work, (laughs) when you think about what that means in her nervous system, right? This is someone who is a trauma survivor, had been hypervigilant, hadn't really slept a full night in, you know, in probably over a year. The fact that she slept through an alarm, that's, I mean, that's amazing. So significant. And so life-changing when you realize that you can be in your body in a different way. Yeah. And then the the final one I'll share is, um, I actually was teaching one of our classes a couple months ago and I had a student who was there for the first time and she said to me after at the end of the class, she said, you know, we put our bodies through so much and yoga feels like I'm loving myself again. We put ourselves through so much and yoga feels like we're loving our bodies again. Those words sound like poetry and they're moving with their bodies and being with themselves. So what does life look like at this point? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's transformed my life, right? So um, as I said, I started Exhale to Inhale as a college senior and then actually went on to join a consulting firm. So I was flying around the world, um, you know, in a business suit. A little over a year ago, I think I woke up again, right? And I, that's what I, I would always say, like, life is a journey, life is a process, and you, you wake up a little, and then you live your life, and then, you know, hopefully you wake up again. And so I feel like a little over a year ago, I woke up again. And I had herniated a disc in my back. I had a really bad case of bronchitis. Like my body was telling me something's not right here. Um, And it's interesting how sometimes it's the physical body that makes us wake up. Um, And so I had, I was forced to sit still. I was forced to look at what was going on in my life and I realized as great as my job was like this working in corporate America was not what I was it wasn't what I was meant to do and so I got my last bonus from my job and took a few months off to to heal myself and then for the last year or so I've been focused full-time on exhale to inhale And so that, I attribute that willingness to take a risk and to bet on myself and to pursue my passion, I don't think I would have done that if it weren't for yoga and meditation in my life. I don't think I would have been aware enough to realize that something was off, right? Because when you look at the resume, everything looked good. When you looked at the money I was making, it looked okay, but... It wasn't what I was meant to do. How beautiful that you were able to be with yourself in the way to hear your truth and just really find that courage to step into your calling and live your heart work. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you know you're doing that when like today 
I feel settled. I feel happy. And there's still, right, there's still challenges I face and some days are hard, but but I'm like there's a there's a level of contentment that I have now with how I've structured my life that I've never had before. It truly sounds like these practices have given you such a truly beautiful gift um, in your life and allowed you to live it at its fullest. What teachers have influenced you the most? Such an interesting question. I am someone who I'm constantly looking for teachers. I'm constantly looking for someone who is going to tell me what I need to do how to do it and like show me the path right to the point that I put I put these teachers up on pedestals and and it's not to say that it's not you know it's not meaningful or worthwhile to have a teacher I think right there's so many people in this world doing amazing work and they've got such things to to share with us so um surround yourself with, with a community, surround yourself with teachers. I would say over the last year though, what I've really learned is that I'm my own greatest teacher. Like I know the answers. If I can sit with myself and be still, the path will reveal itself. And so I'm working lately on rather than having teachers or gurus or these people that I, that I put up on pedestals, I'm really focused on like building a tribe of people around me who are walking a similar path, who I can gain inspiration from, get support from, that I can support, that I can inspire, like inspire, but not having people that that are giving me, that not having that single-sided relationship. I don't know if that if that, I, that that definitely doesn't answer the question you asked, but when I think about like teachers in my life, like that's that's just where I'm at with it. Well, and Zoe, like what a beautiful transformation that is to offer, because isn't it so true? If we can sit with ourselves long enough, our own truth comes up, and then we're able to honor that, listen to that, step into that, and then it is just the practice of having the bravery, the courage, the willingness um, to step out of fear and into what we are meant to be in this world. And I think that, you know, how you've lived your life over the past year is just a witness of that. Um, So it is exactly answering that. Yeah. Yeah. Where would our listeners begin if they were interested in stepping into some of the practices that you've mentioned today? Uh, So the best place to start is to check out Exhale to Inhale's website. So it's exhaletoinhale.org. Um, I also have an Instagram where I post inspiration and just really what I'm, my Instagram is what I'm working through. I honestly post kind of what I need to hear. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's Z-E LePage. And, um, yeah, through, through the Exhale to Inhale website or through my own personal Instagram, you can get in touch with me and it's. You know, I'm always looking for other people to to walk this journey with me. So if you're if, you, if anything I said today resonates with with you, please please get in touch. Thank you so much for tuning in today for this episode of Oz Stories. 
Please feel free to like, comment, share, and give us feedback about what topics you would like to hear more of. As always, you can find the show notes and resources from this episode and more at our webpage, www.abreathoffreshawe.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Breath of Fresh Awe. We hope you are leaving feeling more motivated and inspired in your journey of self-discovery and create more moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Tune in next week for our next episode.